I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson. Businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We off mic uh, discussed potentially revising our intro, and I just realized I might need to because I may be switching uh, vocations here for a season. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just so happens that there's no classes to teach next semester for me. Yeah. So I got to figure out something else to do. So it'll be my name's Jeff Cook. Property I sit manager. At home in my socks. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear socks when you're at home? I do. Uh, I try to take it. I hate having socks on, but no shoes. I try huh? to take my socks off as often as Just possible. Barefooting it yep. all over? Yep. Yeah, I got lots of stuff that I do. I just They're just not as uh, snazzy as philosopher. As, sure, I mean, yeah. As, I mean, not... Well, no, and not a lot home. of them you can do at home in your socks. So. There you go. <laughs> man with, with socks. I'm sure I've said this about Die Hard, that it was... <laughs> the subtitle was The Man Without Shoes or something uh, yeah, like that yeah. in... When it was marketed in Japan. Right. Anyway... But for now, we're sticking with the intro. All right. We are in part two of our deep dive into our shadow side. I had the epiphany today. This is a good place to start after you've found your type, started talking about your type. It's like, what's next? What's next is probably you should look at some of the places that your your type goes wrong. Sure. Yeah. It's it's kind of like start on the hard stuff first, right? That's it. If it's the case... That Enneagram is just about uh, laughing at Instagram bit posts. Nothing or, wrong with that. Yeah. Or but, or if all you want is uh, some other thing to point out to justify your bad behavior, <laughs> then you don't have to listen to this one. It's fine. If you really want to use the Enneagram, however, this is probably the place where real work yep. ends up getting done. Yep. And today we get to my least favorite of all the shadow stuff because... Why is that? I mean, it's just this one's hard. This one, this one, this will probably hit you because it, it hurts. It hurts because this is the one of the most exposing parts of the of the enneagram. Put your mouth guard in and get ready to receive some uppercuts because that's where we're going today. Right. We are talking about the next step after fears. Where do our fears lead? And our list is called hazards. Your fears lead to avoidances of things that you perceive, your type perceives in the world. So you want to talk about some hazards? Yeah, uh, I like to think of this as like, okay, we live in Colorado, so we drive in the mountains a lot. And and every once in a while, you know, big rocks fall on on mountain roads. Like that's that's a thing about driving in Colorado is that there's falling rock signs all over the place. And and I th- I like to think of hazards in that way like the rock itself in the road it's it's just a rock in the road it's not like trying to hurt you it's not it doesn't have an agenda it's just there but 
the fact that it's now blocking your path means that it's a hazard. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's there's I, as with everything with the Enneagram, there's there's healthy and there's unhealthy ways to approach these hazards. I don't think they necessarily go away as you get more healthy. You just learn how to sort of accommodate them a little bit better. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit as we go through all of these. But like, like I I'm always late for things, and when there's hazards in the road, it make me makes me a little bit more late. But if I were a healthier person and was on top of my schedule, I I would probably be less likely to be thrown off by hazards. That's that's kind of how I think of these things. <laughs> the thing I have in my head, I don't know if this works. But there are those Looney Tunes cartoons yeah. where uh, Wiley e. Coyote comes out and he paints a tunnel uh-huh. on the side of a mountain. Yep. You know, it looks as though, you know, there's force, there's perspective and the road is going, yeah. in, but it's all just a painting. Right. And he's waiting for the roadrunner to come flying around the corner and just smack right into it. Right. And of course, the roadrunner comes around the corner and goes through the drawing that Wiley e. Coyote has made. Of course. If you could imagine the opposite of that, like well, it's a it's a mirage, it's an illusion. It's the boulder in front of you actually doesn't have the power we think it does, or it doesn't. It may not even be there. You could go flying through this, but this isn't how our types work. Sure, hazards. We have a radar for our hazards, and they stick out to us much more than they stick out to perhaps to other folks, right? Which we're going to get into quite a bit. I like um, it. I bet you there's a better illustration there. I'll figure There's out probably. Maybe that. we'll come up well, with it in we're, <laughs> while we're talking. <laughs> does does that ever happen on our podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing for me is that the hazard is our fear made manifest. It's like our fears are inside. Hazards are our experience of things that our fear is, you know, on the lookout for mm-hmm. that are out there in the world. Right. And so it may be the case that people that don't share our type the thing that we're afraid of, man, it doesn't even register. But for us, it's like, oh, no, it's out there. Right. Totally affects how we're living, how we behave, how we're moving. And if we give it if we give it real power in our hearts, it can move us way off course. Yeah. Uh, that was that was my take. Um, energy funnel was my was the one thing I wrote down on my on my <laughs> piece of paper. It's like this is my energy is going forward. And then all of a sudden it's just like the bells and whistles start churning the the red lights are flashing and all of a sudden all my energy goes wing <laughs> focused into this one place wreck your day yeah so that's where we're going so uh we have done i, I like starting with the twos through our shadow side because yeah. otherwise tj and i are just going to talk about nines and ones for for two hours and forget <laughs> that there's other types <laughs> so starting with the twos the twos avoid all the types avoid something twos avoid their own neediness you want to talk about that yeah so so twos i mean if you haven't listened to our last episode and you have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about fears you might want to go back and and listen to that we're going to reference them but we're not going to go into a lot of depth um but the the fear of, of being unwanted like the way that that becomes sort of manifest in the life of twos is that that they avoid being needy and and if the thing that you're most afraid of is is people not wanting you around 
then it's really easy to just shut yourself off and become sort of a a hub of resources for the other person. Like if all you're doing is taking care of the people around you and not letting your own needs become a burden, then how could they possibly not want you around? And like, that's, that's what this is. I, I, I think of it as, as like twos are shutting off their own needs. They're, they're sort of like closing this door to the things that they want and desire and, and making sure that their focus is on other people. This way they avoid neediness and, and give in to that fear of being unwanted. It's perfect. The fear produces that behavior, that avoidance. That's really, and that's the energy. Mm-hmm. And so we actually, to back up uh, one extra step, we've we talked about this last time, that the fear is the first step. That's, this is the place the shadow our shadow side begins to get its power. Mm-hmm. You eliminate the fear, the rest of the shadow may not have power, but here we can see it. The fear of being unwanted moves right there into what? Two's a void. Right. On that front, then, the two has a radar for this, influences their behavior, yeah. moves them off point. There might be really healthy steps a two needs to take, and yet the fear of coming across as needy. Is that it? Is it... It's not the appearance of neediness, is it? Or is it both the appearance of neediness and recognizing that they have real needs? It's both, I think. It's it's yeah. it's working really hard to make sure that that they don't ever put their needs forward, but but in so doing they actually become out of touch with their own needs. Mm-hmm. There it is. Because there's been an avoidance of one's own needs and even a shutting down of that appearance to others it's almost like the the needs themselves are terrible or dastardly what are they uh it's not good or all right to be needy right to, it, it to needs, have needs it's, it's it's needs to be avoided is there another step i don't know that a two would say that it's bad to have needs what might a two say about that having needs i think it like it it's obviously not bad to have needs just don't worry about me there it is. The po- yeah. the positive spin comes in. Yeah, like of of course it's it's normal and healthy to have needs, but I don't have any. So yes, like don't let's don't focus worry on about you. my needs. Let's focus on you. Yeah, there yeah. it is. There is something we talked about this with the affect of twos. Twos are going to connect to others by helping by providing help. Right. But coming into relationships, twos are going to expect rejection. Right, it's that, I wonder that if, fear of being unwanted. Yeah. Yeah. And notice how those all kind of work together mm-hmm. in terms of the posture of heart when coming into a relationship. Right. Is it, uh, any, so anything worth saying in terms of, okay, I've named my fear, my fear of being unwanted. I understand that I'm avoiding my own needs. What, uh, what do you do now? Well, the, I, the awareness is obviously the first step. And like just just becoming more self aware, starting to recognize this reality that that you, like twos, you are spending all of your energy on other people and neglecting yourself, and and part of the work that you need to do is getting back in touch with what you actually want. Thing I suppose that comes to my mind, and we we'll hit this at some point, but the virtues of the numbers are all very important. Mm-hmm. The virtue for twos is humility, 
But the virtue of their security number is real interesting here. They go to four in security, and the virtue for fours is equanimity. Mm-hmm. And equanimity has a balancing. Equanimity is able to see not only one's own value, but the value of the people in front of them. Right. Uh, every Everything has its place. The ability to not only say the person in front of me has real needs that are important, but also me being equal, I also have needs that right. are very important. Right. Uh, Jesus says you need to love your neighbor as yourself, which means you need to love yourself. Right. Otherwise, you're going to treat your neighbor terribly because you treat right. yourself <laughs> terribly. Um, that's a, that kind of pings for me. I don't know if that will work for all the numbers, but but right. that at least worked for me. And I also want to come back to the fear here. I, I think that there there's a good chance that there's a two or there's one or two listening to this that are hearing what we're saying and saying, but like want kind of want to push back and say, but it, it's good to take care of other people. And, and I'm, I'm not needy and, and I don't want to be needy. That's, that's fine. We don't, we're not saying that you need to be needy. We're, we're saying that you need to get in touch with your own needs and also recognize that your desire to not be needy is born out of your fear. It's not born out of some type of like good virtuous place. It's born out of fear. And if you lean into this avoidance of neediness, you're letting your fear rule your life. Exactly right. And good news twos, you're not alone. The threes also have issues. It's true. <laughs> threes who are but going it stops to there. <laughs> That's right. The rest of us are fine. <laughs> the threes who fear uh, being worthless which we talked about last time, are going to avoid failure. Again, notice the manifestation, Mm -hmm. that if I fail, then clearly I lack that value that I desire. It's seen in failure. I don't know if there's another word for failure. What else might characterize? It's not just I failed at the competition, but... It's also I... I, I, uh, So I want to sort of split a hair here like at a, at a level of nuance because I, I i think there's a really important thing about threes that it's it's the appearance of failure it's not just failure it's the appearance of failure because because their their value comes from how other people see them and so they work they work really hard to make sure they are are successful and 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 excellent and like they're they're they fear being worthless so they do things that are of worth but it's all through this attention seeking filter and and so threes actually develop this incredible ability to reframe so when they do mess things up or fail or like when things do go badly either it spins them off into a really dark place or they are able to reframe that failure into something successful into something positive they they they're very very good at sort of changing how things look so that they always look like they are successful because they're avoiding that appearance they're avoiding the failure uh, because they want people to think they're great talk about this a lot that the heart triad often is assessing their own value self and identity through others that other people can be kind of a mirror mm-hmm. reflecting back to them who they are. Right. And there it is. If, if I come across as a failure in the eyes of others, then clearly my value is low. Right. 
this does work. The again going to virtue and specifically targeting the virtue of the security number, the virtue for sixes, which is the security number for threes, is courage. And there's something there, I think, mm-hmm. for the three who and I know that this happens in sports a lot. That there's a there's a lot of threes in professional sports, and sometimes uh, you'll hear commonly that such and such an athlete gave up. Like halfway through the game, it was clear that they just stopped trying. Mm. Because if I'm not trying, then I'm clearly not a failure or, you know, a fake an injury or something like that. Sure. There is there's a lack of effort to the end because I don't want to be beaten. And so so I give up. There's something about, I, I suppose it rings in my heart on this one, that the ability for the three to courageously embrace who they are, live in the world, let the chips fall where they may, know their own value outside of their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots to be said, I imagine, for threes in terms of being courageous and how that's an invigorating anti-fear, anti-hazard posture. Yeah. And and it's like standing in the face of your own mistakes, like that that takes mm. real courage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and, and not reframing, not running away or hiding. Like I, yep. Bringing up sports and the fact that there are so many threes in sports is actually a really good analogy that, that sort of points to a lot of different things. And one of the things that, that just came up for me was in sports, you might perform the best that you possibly can and you could still lose. Yep. This, is, this is a perfect example for threes. Like... The, the idea of the appearance of failure, you could actually have done really, really, really well. And if you lose, then it still looks like failure. Yep. That's what we're talking about with that hair splitting. And that's what threes are. That is their avoidance is, is not they're They're not trying to be the best so that they can feel comfortable about how well they did. They're trying to be the best so that they are, they look like the best and the best are always winners. Don't want to be worthless. Right. That posture of ownership was what was kind of singing in my heart. takes great courage to have ownership of one's successes and failures Mm -hmm. and to understand that they aren't your full identity. Right. Yeah. The team that loses the Super Bowl is still second in all of football. Yeah. Like they're, they're st- like they still got to the Super Bowl and that's a big deal. Yep. But for threes, they're still losers. And, and it takes courage to recognize that the fact that you didn't win doesn't mean that you're a failure. I mean, when, when you talk through it, it, it can be ridiculous. I heard a stat. It was something like this. Only, one out of every hundred starting high school football players will play in college. And only one out of every hundred starting college players will play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And an NFL roster is made up of 52 players. There's over 1,600 NFL players. Only 100 of them get to play in the Super Bowl, and only 40 of them start. Like, that's the, the odds of you being able to start in a Super Bowl are just astronomically small. Right. And if you lose in the Super Bowl, you're not a loser. You're <laughs> you're the you're in this You're still pit. like peak football players. Yeah. But it could be the case. 
that that would be very hard to 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 lose a game to not come up as the the one with the with the ring at the end, right? Uh, on that kind of stage, but but clearly that person doesn't lack value. Uh, <laughs> talking about the fours, then fours fear being inconsequential, and therefore they're going to avoid being ordinary. That ordinariness is the thing out there in the world. The fear of being inconsequential inside them. You got thoughts on this? Yeah, I think this is the thing that. Uh, so when when fours are described, uh, it's it's often the case that they're described as wanting to be unique. And I think this is the thing that most people are actually pointing at is is that fours are avoiding ordinary or normal or or anything that's not special or the most like fours often stand out with their clothes and and they they don't want to have normal emotions they want to have the highest highs and the lowest lows and and they're very comfortable in sadness and and like it it's it all comes back to this like the the fear of insignificance means like they they push too hard into that and 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 they so they they avoid anything that's normal they avoid middle of the road because middle of the road means insignificant not just insignificant in the eyes of others this is also in their own eyes correct yeah absolutely i mean it's it might even be more in their own eyes than in the eyes of others because fours are so inwardly focused i'm sure there's language for this and probably we could process it but twos and threes seem to have a hard time getting around their own feelings or their own needs and mm-hmm. I, I suppose i'm reading those as the same thing and they're not they're not so so it's it's one end for twos it's the other end for fours and mm-hmm. threes are sort of right in the middle there yeah. like twos are not in touch with their own needs at all fours are a little too in touch with themselves. That's and, what it is. And threes are are not balanced, but they're sort of both extremes at once. Desire, desire to feel valuable both to the world out there and to themselves. Mm-hmm. Threes will talk themselves up quick. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. Bang. For the four and the avoidance of the ordinary, then, it's I have such a high standard for myself and the value that I bring to the world or subpar. It's just not okay. I, I want to have such a high standard. Oh, like I, is that? The, well, cause it's so four sevens and, and ones are all idealists. Sure. And, and have this sort of idealistic vision of, of the way the world works and how it should work. And I think that ones will have that sort of should language mm-hmm. to them. But I think fours, like because of that that fear of being an unimportant, insignificant, like it's a little bit more sort of wishful than prescriptive. There's the felt sense of one's uniqueness, but then there's the desire to be unique, and those are different. And so the desire to be unique is a is an idealistic passion. The sense that I'm unique is a understanding that I just need to get this out into the world, perhaps. Sure. Well, and even even like coming back to that fear, it, it's it, I I don't even know that it's it's a desire to be unique. It's a fear of not being unique. Yeah, there it is. Right. And so the opposite side is 
the idealism, perhaps. Right. Or even the fuel for the fuel there is I I I want to be unique, and therefore the fear has some some fuel. And and even the uh, like, I I I want to display the things about me that stand out because I fear the ins- the ordinary. Yeah. It's not necessarily. It's not even necessarily that they they want to be different. It's it's they fear not being different. So let me show you all of my differences, yeah. all the ways that I am not normal. Yeah, significance. That's the target. Yeah. yeah. Again, moving towards the virtue of their security number. Fours go to one in security. I again like this quite a bit. For fours, is taking on the virtue of serenity which is the virtue for ones. Mm. There's a being at peace with oneself that fours are invited into there with that virtue. That's yeah. a character trait. All the virtues are character traits that you practice. It's like lifting weights. You put on this this virtue, make it your own. That's one that's incredibly difficult to do, but two, this is a real antidote, isn't sure. it? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's acceptance and and presence in a yep. in a way that the fours aren't necessarily good at like like I said they want the highest highs and the lowest lows if fours are happy they want to push into that and be as happy as they can be if fours are sad they want to push into that and be as sad as they can be and serenity lets things be as they are yeah yeah ones want to hear that they're good and that seems to be a lot of the a balm you know a message mm-hmm. to a four who might be given a lot of power to their ha- to to their hazard, right? What brings us to the fives. Uh, the fives we talked about their fear of incompetence. Um, how would you characterize the avoidance of the fives? Well, we've we've used words like uh, emptiness, involvement. I've I've come to really like the word depletion, and I think if you if you spend the time on it, and and this is fitting because fives are the most complicated number. Um, let me rephrase that. Fives are the most difficult to understand number um, because they don't share what's going on on the inside of them. I, I think it makes sense that that this would be, it would have connection and it would also be a little bit like you have to spend a little more time with it to understand it. But, but the idea that um, the thing that they avoid is is sort of an engagement. It's It's... They they're avoiding depletion of their resources. They're they're avoiding giving too much of themselves, of their time, of their of their energy, of their information. Because if I give this to you, then I it's not it's it doesn't have any value to me as a resource anymore. It's not it's not mine, and and that that includes all of their resources that's that's their money that's their time that's the but but this really works for for the information piece mm. and and it also counts for their their emotions their inner life they 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 fear they fear not having enough they fear they they fear losing their resources so they avoid anything that's going to give away their resources Similar to the twos is what I'm hearing there. Yep. Like twos, fives are going to expect rejection in relationships. And if I come into relationships with that in mind, and yet what fives offer in relationships 
is information and data. That's right. commonly a way that fives will connect. Mm -hmm. But if I've given away my information and data, what am I going to have that's left to connect with the people around me? Right. How am I going to get the job if somebody else has the same information that I have? Right. If somebody else has the same information, then it's not a real resource. Yes. Yeah. There's some exclusivity there. Right. The posture then of fives of being withdrawn and observing seems to have, you know, a whole lot again to do with this. Yeah. Right. Right. Because the observational nature of fives, like thinking of like Jane Goodall, who studies gorillas from from a distance like you you can't be involved or else you change the subject of your observation and and in a similar way like the these two things go hand in hand this this fear of of depletion and the observational nature like they they want to understand and they also are avoiding losing out on their resources all right this is going to be a challenge here's a puzzle for you the virtue for eights, which is the security number for fives, is innocence. I suppose I got a quick take on this, but where's your mind go there in terms of if a five is, what would that look like for a five to embrace innocence as something that would help with their, uh, the things they're avoiding? I, I think that innocence comes into play when you don't have to be calculating Yep. about what you share. There it is. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Innocence allows a real freedom. And uh, and like like thinking thinking of kids, kids say the darndest things. They'll say whatever's it. on their mind and when you hear for the most part like when you hear kids say things that are like like mean or degrading or like they're kids. Obviously like like a 4-year-old saying asking someone who's in a wheelchair, what happened to you? Like all of us adults are, we're afraid to offend that person by asking them why they're in a wheelchair. But a kid who has total innocence, just like, yeah, I'll put this out there. Like that, like it's a, it's a lack of need to protect what's coming out. Yep. Had not thought about this. You mentioned Jane Goodall. We have a good friend who's a five. PhD candidate in psychology, and guess what she studies? <laughs> she studies kids. Oh, uh, yeah. And I wonder if there's not something attractive there. Sure. Um, uh, the, oftentimes, a lot of our types, we are attracted to our security number mm. and, the, and the goods in our security number. I wonder if there's not something like, I know that this is a place of... It's a, tar it's a target, it's a comfort for me. The One of the real missteps, can be one of the real missteps in Enneagram stay is that you think you're supposed to be your security number because look how secure right. I am. Right. When, <laughs> when, <laughs> look how great life is when I'm secure. Uh, but I wonder if there's not something there. Sure. Anyway, I think that's fun. Yeah. Sixes. Sixes who fear lacking support. This is, again, one of those places where we're coming to the language, but we floated this to two sixes, and they popped. They It shone in their eyes that this was it. Yeah. The avoidance for sixes is of hope or trust. Yeah. Um, you want to speak to that? Yeah, there's a, a natural internal sense that because I can't trust myself, uh, be, because I am unsure of my own ability to to accomplish 
my goals to get what I need. I and and I'm looking for that support outside of myself. Like that it it extends from the it's not only me that I don't trust, but it's everything out there as well. And it's less of a of a natural like, oh, look at that thing. I'm going to avoid that hazard and more of a a, a sort of unconscious turn away from trust and and like they like i we we describe sixes in this like there's a a, we use the word devil's advocate a lot when we talk about sixes and and because sixes put their like they they align themselves with some type of authority or hierarchy but they're also continually on the lookout for to make sure that that authority or hierarchy is doing what it's supposed to do and it's like they they avoid putting total trust in those things because they're still looking out for the danger and and they need to make sure that they maintain their support so they're always looking to make sure that the thing that they've aligned themselves with is going to continue to support them yep and just like the threes who are their energy is going outward and inward this is often overlooked with sixes. It's it's outward trust, but it's also inward trust. Yeah? Right. This makes the virtue of nine real interesting because hmm. the virtue of nine is action. Mm-hmm. And you can't get other people necessarily to act, but you can act. Right. And sixes who act are clearly trusting themselves. You notice how cleanly that works. Right. Like the, the avoidance that you have of not wanting to hope and trust in others, not wanting to hope and trust in yourself. What is the solution here? On the healthy side, not the reckless side. Right. Action of the virtuous sort means that you ha- are wisely engaging the world. Right, yeah. It's it's not just doing things, because sixes are actually really good at unproductive... Like, it, it, it's... I shouldn't say unproductive doing, I, I, but it it's... They're really good at just sort of like like following the rules, but but there's a specific like the right action is the is like the virtuous action that comes from that security point at nine is is about doing the right thing at the right time, mm-hmm. and you have to trust yourself to be able, or you have to at least trust yourself enough to to start walking in order to do the right thing at the right time. Yep. Bang. That works. Sevens. Sevens are going to fear being deprived. It's going to materialize as an avoidance of being stuck. So you want to pair those together? How does deprivation and stuckedness go together? I, I think there's, I mean, it's, it's pretty clean there. Um, if, if you're fearful of, not having enough, then obviously you're going to keep seeking more. And so that that I think includes so five, sixes, and sevens, they're they're all focused on on sort of resources. Fives, uh, we talked about sixes with support and and security and sevens with opportunity and like it, it's it's not just the natural physical resources, food, money, uh, shelter. It, it's also fun. It's also in engagement. It's it's ideas and and adventures and and things that they can go do. It's and so like if they're 
fearful that they're not going to have enough of that, then they're going to work really, really hard to make sure they can always go find more. It's like, like you cannot get trapped if you have your foot in the door. This would be a trickier one in terms of talking about the virtue of their security number. The virtue of fives is non-attachment. Do you have anything that comes to mind on that one in terms of how that addresses? I, I think for me, the, the easiest way to understand it, this is that the, the attachment is to the thing that's over there. And so okay. when, when sevens begin to embrace that virtue, the idea of non-attachment is about not, not looking over the hill all the time. Sick in the negative side of their affect. We keep coming back to this. Uh, that's with fours being idealists, we talked about how fours misstep here. That's the seven misstep as in terms mm-hmm. of their ideals. Mm-hmm. It, it be, because they, they, they need presence. They need, they need focus. They need to sit in the things that are happening now. If you always have your foot out the door, you're never fully experiencing now. And if, if your attachment is to what's on the other side of the door, then you can't, you can't be attached. You, you can't go through what's on this side of the door. Non-attachment for sevens is about presence. We have not done this study on the low side of our affect. I always just assume that it's frustration for the idealists, but it could be the case that there's something here mm. that uh, tempering one's ideals might be a really great thing for one's fours and sevens. Right. Might be. Well, I mean, I'm just going to pause there for a second. <laughs> I don't want to go too far there. <laughs> well, but that's that's the low side of idealism is frustration. The healthy response to idealism is to tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I've always thought of frustration being something that was kind of like the fruit of... It may not be bad to have ideals. You, know, you strive for some, some, some ideals are worth striving for. But if you're unable to get them, frustration kicks in. It's just kind of like a, it's like heat coming off a fire. It's just right. I'll put, I know I, if we go the more stoic Buddhist way and say that our desires are bad, then, then maybe you can just jump in right there and just say, well, of course you need to, desire the ideals less, then you won't experience frustration. And I'm always skeptical of that answer. I think there's a, there's a middle ground to be struck. Mm-hmm. That they, I, I don't know that it's about eliminating your desires for your ideals, but, but learning to accept that. I mean, you shoot for the moon. If you, if you miss, you at least land among the stars. Like, like have sure. ideals. That's fine. But when you don't reach your frust- your your ideals, you get f- you experience frustration. Mm-hmm. And and I I think there's there's a place where when you don't reach your ideals in a healthy way, then you say okay and you move on. Yep. <laughs> you know that's exactly right. That as as you're talking, that's going to apply when we get to ones. Right. in terms of their ideals and their virtue. That's good. Um, eights. Eights are going to fear being controlled, going to avoid vulnerability. You got some thoughts here? Yeah, I think that um, eights is one of our, our best examples that, that show us 
like there's a connectedness, but also there's a there's a like like the move from the fear into the avoidance is such a like a a heavy handed way of trying to avoid the thing that you're afraid of. And I, I, I think eights is, is one of the best examples. So like, like the, that fear of not being, con- of being controlled, of being vulnerable in any way of allowing other things or people to, to take away your agency means that the thing that eights avoid is having any kind of weakness is showing any kind of place where you can be taken advantage of. And it's like, it's just like, it's just a, such a hard swing to, to make sure that that fear is never manifested. And it's yep. like, like if I, if, if there is no chink in my armor, then you cannot possibly get through my armor. Yeah, the avoidance perhaps comes across most strongly in my mind in in terms of how this manifests in some of the types with eights. Mm. The like once you understand how the type eight works, the movement away from vulnerability can, can be very dramatic, very obvious. It's something that we can see in in folks that haven't got to a healthy spot in their eightness, right? Especially in in modern day. U.S. and Western culture, it's like we we celebrate this kind of like John Wayne. John Wayne's a hero because John Wayne is a man's man, and and he he doesn't take crap from nobody, and and all this other stuff about John Wayne. It's like, well, yeah, but also like, I I don't ever want to have a conversation with John Wayne because there's no depth there. Like, I, he doesn't <laughs> seem interesting to me at all. And granted, I'm not a fan of westerns, but. <sighs> That idea of, of of celebrating this this strong man kind of image is I don't I don't care for it. But it is very it, very Western. It's that eighty pound weight that we talked about last time. It can really pull the eights into yeah, into that into yeah. that space that I'm not I'm never gonna be vulnerable space. Right. Interestingly enough, the virtue of their security number, the virtue of twos, is humility. Those seem to go together real well in my mind, taking on a humble posture. It's a different type of humility than twos need. Mm-hmm. I feel because, like this even because the the eight like the that avoidance of vulnerability means a projection of strength, and so yep. like it if if you are a humble person, you don't need to project. Like humility comes in in not needing to project that strength, in in being okay with with people seeing who you really are. Yeah. The phrase that's coming to my mind, I don't know if it's worth saying is from Jesus. He says, come to me, those of you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest for I'm humble in heart. That's the humility that I'm hearing here. It's like, I have a humble posture towards the world. Mm. I'm strong. I can, I can pick all of you up. And yet my, my posture towards you is one of yeah, humbleness. There's an, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an openness and a willingness to share and 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 a, the opposite of the need to dominate. Yeah, yeah. This is we were wrestling with the word magnanimity last time. Mm-hmm. This is where it's at. Yeah, it's this is kind of that. Maybe this is why they that I was speaking with was my child, and they wanted to elevate this, and it's almost like they know that this is. 
you know, what their, their healthiest self looks like mm-hmm. in security. Yeah. And perhaps are, again, attracted to it. Yeah. Bang. I like it. Uh, nines. Nines are going to uh, fear losing connection that manifests as an avoidance of conflict. You got wisdom on that one? Uh, I mean, you, we'll, we'll never, you'll never leave me if we never fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's no separation if like, it, it's not logical, but the, but the logic goes that there's, there's never going to be a separation. There's never going to be a loss of connection if, if there's never conflict. Notice again, the low side of affect there, uh, there threes, sixes and nines all attach to those who give them what they want. Right. You'll never leave me if we never fight. Right. It's about attachment. Right. Ah, this works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know that I have that much to say about this. And it's, it seemed like, uh, obviously it seems super straightforward to me because I live it every, all day, every day. Do we need to say more about it? <laughs> well, I, I suppose an epiphany for me ends up being that the attachment side of nines is all over their fear and their avoidance. Sure. They don't want to lose connection. They don't want conflict. That's about how they, care for other people, love other people, connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Just, and I hadn't and seen that. I think there's also a good opportunity to point to how the avoidance becomes more powerful. Like it, it, it becomes almost a, like the fear that we seek to like this certain type of, of happiness thing. And, and we, we fear not getting that. And it becomes this, this like for, for nines, we want peace. We want harmony in the world. And, and we fear losing connection. We fear separation. And that becomes this avoidance of conflict, which is part of the fact that, that we are attaching to the things that work, that give us the peace that we're looking for. But also the avoidance of conflict grows and morphs and becomes bigger than just the avoidance of the fear. It becomes sort of a, a dominating force in our lives to where it's not just about attaching to the things. It, it, it's not just about looking to maintain connection. It, it becomes its own sort of power. And, f- and for me, if we're never going to talk again, I'm fine with that as long as we don't fight about it. Like I, I've, I've talked about this a little bit before, but like that separation, I'm actually have become more fearful of the conflict than the separation mm. by this point in my life. So like all of these hazards, they, they sort of take on a little bit of, of a life of their own and, and become more powerful than they started. Yep. We can grow the illusion, what the, uh, the mirage Right. can get really big. Right. I suppose just to circle back real quick to the threes and sixes on the attachment side, it would be, you'll never leave me if I'm a winner. You'll never leave me if I'm faithful for the sixes. You'll never leave me if I am if I win, if I succeed for the threes. Is that how that would work? Yeah, more or less. I'm going to work on that. There's, yeah. a, there's, some, there's some good language there that I hadn't thought through. Yeah. Bang. Well, the... Virtue for the nine going to three. Uh, the virtue for threes is honesty. Notice, uh, does honesty ever call, cause conflict? I've never seen this happen. 
<laughs> the, I I would love to sit in a room. F- I would hate to sit in a room full of nines. I would love <laughs> to be able to be in a room full of nines where we were safe from everyone else. Uh-huh. And, and we didn't necessarily even know each other. So we weren't at risk of complicating any of our interpersonal relationships, but like to, to have a conversation about something like this, because I, I I'm a really good liar. Mm. I don't think that deceit rules my life, but I am very good at it. And like, I've been super unhealthy about it in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, <laughs> but, but I, I think that this is part of nines. Like th- this is part of conflict avoidance is, is sort of not being honest about how you really feel. And like, eventually it becomes merging where, where we just go along with what everyone else wants or, or we attach and, and become just like the people that we're with. But part of it, like the, the sort of the seed of it is about not being honest about what's going on with us and that that even becomes like going to sleep to ourselves because we're not sharing we're not because when we are honest we have to assert ourselves we have to say what's on our mind and we are continually risking conflict when we put ourselves out there another thing i hadn't thought through until you said that was when we did our villain series we talked about how villainy, the place villainy lies, is in the low side of our security number. Mm-hmm. And so as you're talking about being dishonest, that's the low side of your security number. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you have power in that position. Yep. Worth going back to, if you haven't listened to our villains series, uh, do, my friend, this is good times. But the the low side of our security number not only is villainy but it's it's going to be the opposite of our security number's virtue right and there it is for nines yeah mm. man i'm going to think on that too brings us to the final number here we we get to talk about the ones the ones who uh have a fear of being corrupt are going to out of that fear avoid being at fault again that inner fear I might be spoiled moving into the world. Somebody might find out. It's out there. I might be the one that is screwing everything up. I mean, how how could you possibly be if you're above reproach? <laughs> right? You just terrible. You just avoid anything that could possibly be pointed at and and you start with yourself. It's it's about control of the self and and like like making sure you maintain I I am good. I have done the right thing. I am in control of myself and, and the space around me and I eat healthy and, and I exercise appropriately and I follow the rules and I do all of these things to make sure like I, I am without fault so that I cannot be corrupt. I don't know if other ones are like this. I've made a major verbal blunder today and apologize to the person six times, a person yeah. I didn't know by sure. the way. <laughs> like it was, I was I called out somebody's business to I was having a conversation with a government official and it's like for example this business down the road that's just terrible x y and z and the person that owned the business was standing right next to me uh. and <laughs> I apologized the it was it was it was no good it was I needed to repair things need to yeah. make this better immediately yep. I yep. knew I was at fault though but I, I I'm avoiding being at fault if you if you let me off the hook 
And, there's also and, that side. Yeah. How how can I fix this? And I I think there's like for for the. For like for the easy caricature, like this is a good example of how all of these things have a little bit of nuance. Yep. But, but I think for the easy caricature, like there, there are certainly ones out there who would never say something like that to make sure that they'll yep. never get caught saying something like that. Much wiser than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, yeah how. The black and white nature, here's where the black and white nature of one thinking works for me. It's like just I'm going to shut down all of my opinions mm-hmm. or I'm going to say all of my opinions. Sure. You know, I, there, yeah. there's uh, living in moderation is in, incredibly difficult for me in those spaces. Right. Well, and, and like there's, is it the case that what you said was wrong or is it the case that what you said was not nice? Because those are two very different things. My analysis was spot on. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so in a way, like you weren't, you kind of weren't at fault, but saying it out loud in front of the person, that's the thing that you may have wanted to avoid. But also then that makes you dishonest and it like it, like it's just a huge gray area and it makes everything messy. That's what it is. I'm making everything messy. The, it's cor- I'm corrupting the the atmosphere out there. I was the one that did. Don't want to be at fault. Yeah. There there is something though. Like I, on the flip side, got a teacher evaluation in which uh, my the the folks who uh, run my department uh, said, you know, here are four places you can improve as a teacher, and I was just super upset about their analysis. I wrote mm. a seven page document saying. Like you are, you're basing this all on false information. I don't know where you're getting X, Y, and Z. This is simply not who I am as a teacher here. And you know, that's the, the, the defensiveness that Mm -hmm. comes out of someone's, especially of me, the, that I don't want to be at fault. The, the defense, like notice how much energy is poured into that. I wasted two full days on that silly document which one person browsed and it's going to go in a file somewhere. Nobody cares about what I had to say in terms of justification. They don't really care about evaluating teachers. It's just on their checklist that day. Right. And, right. You know, but I can't see that. <laughs> well, and, and it, it doesn't matter if nobody cares. It matters to you. It does matter to me, yeah. yeah. You're, you're not avoiding the appearance of fault. You're avoiding fault. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Very different. Yeah, uh, from threes. Yep, on this front. Um, what's interesting? The virtue for the security number of ones, which would be the virtue of sevens, is sobriety. Notice again how this appeals to uh, their idealism. Being sober, not necessarily with alcohol, but being sober in terms of one's ideals, self understanding, even power in the world to. You know, to radically change it if you say the wrong thing next to the business owner. Sure. You know what I mean? I, but I it, that's it's what also, I hear there. So sobriety is such a bigger concept than the idea of not drinking anymore. It encompasses the awareness that you want to drink and the history that you have and the mistakes that you've made. And like it's like the the first like the 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 Man, the 12 steps is like 
Alcoholics Anonymous is such an amazing system for showcasing things that so many of us need so much. And, and it's like for, for ones embracing sobriety is, is not just about abstaining from the things that are bad from them. It's also recognizing that they're not perfect yeah, and they can't be. It's, it's embracing yourself as you are and, and navigating the world with eyes open. That's right here there. It's, it's a sobriety of judgment in one sense there. One of the, the big messages that ones need to hear is that not everything is theirs to fix. Right. And that's, that requires sobriety. Right. If everything is yours to fix. Then of course you're at fault. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I think that's a helpful word. Yeah. Uh, and again, notice how it taps down the low side of your, your affect. It addresses the unhealthy expressions of a one's idealism there. Right. Boom. That's what I got, man. Cool. This is a short one. We've, we're, we're flying. <laughs> I, I kept coming to it like we had spent six minutes. I was like, okay, next, next right. topic. Did, did we miss something? Did we forget? <laughs> No, we're just used to taking way too long to talk about things. That's right. (laughs) Well, we're going to continue this series uh, through until Easter, uh, and they just keep building one on another. So our fears lead to these hazards, which lead to our idols. Idols are things that we settle for, each of the types. This is such a great list. I'm really excited about the idols conversation. It's so much fun to talk about. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we are easy to find um, on uh, Instagram, or you can find us on, in the show notes. Our link to Patreon is there. We're going to start meeting uh, online regularly, and if you're interested in in just uh, being part of our group that gets together somewhat regularly just to talk Enneagram shop, we're going to put a lot more information on on our Patreon page. Patreon is kind of a, what would you call that? It's like a service for podcasters who want to do, who want to get paid. Kind of like a VIP club. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. It just ends up being the most helpful website for us in terms of doing all the things. Yeah. Engaging with our listeners in a deeper way than just responding to Instagram. As always, it would mean the world to us, especially a TJ who loves him some stars. (laughs) If you gave us a review, and five stars on yeah. your podcasting platform of choice. I just love them so much. <laughs> Put them on my wall. <laughs> just makes me laugh every time. TJ, by the way, could care less about stars. I, yeah, just. Although, I, if you give us coffee, the people like it. But I, I, yeah, I don't. I just don't care about the accolades. If you go on Yelp and criticize this coffee shop, however, I mean, it really it depends a lot on what you say. If you say something that I actually care about. I'll engage. But if you say something, I'm like, nah, I don't care if you like that or not. Nah. <laughs> Music is by The Collection and Brian Claxon. And the best thing you can do, obviously, is share this with somebody that you love, preferably someone who, who actually you're in dialogue with. I, I think this is one of those places where I can make a funny joke, but we're getting into darker territory. So you can't just say, hey, I listened to this thing that I think you need to hear about. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to be a little more engaged shadow. with someone to- than just like sending this to your random neighbor. TJ and I find it incredibly helpful to talk about our shadow side 
And so I'm sure this is actually a very healthy activity for us all. And yep. it's a great catalyst. So there you go. Love it. My man, you got anything else? I got nothing. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting.